And welcome back. I'm Braden. This is my co-host Nick. Hello. And we're deceptively, deceptively honest. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, it's been a it's been a while. Um, just work as usual, but this time we're done promising regular uploads because it's <laughs> happening. We are getting. Here's why, guys. We're actually getting a new place. Me and Nick are gonna live together. Yep. So we have no excuses at all. We are expecting, at the very least, bi-weekly. Maybe even a th- a, a threesome. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, <laughs> Brandon. True. We should just stick with the uh, the two. Let's let's <laughs> let's say two, and you know we don't want to uh, leave the people hanging when they're expecting three. If we say three. True. So we'll just do two. That's our promise. If you're lucky, we might slip a third in there. Yeah. If you're lucky. If if you know we <laughs> if we're feeling the love, I don't know how we we're not getting any comments. That's the other thing we wanted to bring up was that um, not sure how many people have seen the YouTube version of our channel, but yeah, we're usually. We we haven't seemed to get that many views from that, so I think we're mostly gonna stick to Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, it just feels like our voice is being more reached through Spotify, and that's where we're getting our plays and stuff, which makes sense. It's more convenient. Mm. You can just you don't have to watch us to listen. You can just listen through an mm. earphone and go about your day. So it makes sense. So I think that's what we're just gonna stick with for a while. And I'm also gonna start pushing these out to Apple Music too. So we'll see what happens with that. But we're just sticking to the Spotify for now. Um, I hope that doesn't piss any of the YouTube viewers off. I don't um, think so. <laughs> I mean, it's not we. I I I spent a lot of time like editing those videos, and we got like two views on one, so that's kind of discouraging. I, exactly, and one of them was probably my grandmother, since she doesn't have Spotify or doesn't even know what Spotify is. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just I'm if I'm just doing edits for Nick's grandma, then. You know, we'll just it, do the Spotify. That doesn't really pay the bills. <laughs> it doesn't, so, uh, we'll just stick to this for now. Um, as usual, we'll dive into sports, and tis the NFL season, so football it is. All right. Well, so for this episode, since we're, I mean, I guess technically the uh, halfway point in the season was technically last week. Yeah. Right, it's it's close though since it's seventeen weeks now. Yeah, or eighteen weeks, seventeen games. It's eighteen weeks. Yeah. I think last week was week nine, I believe, yes. and this week's week ten. Yes. So, I figured for this episode we do our mid-season award picks. I like it. Um, and so we're gonna start with an award. We're gonna pick who we want to win the award as of right now and who we expect to win the award. Okay. Sounds good. Alright. Do you wanna start it off with MVP? Let's do MVP last. You wanna do MVP last? You What's... wanna do coach of the year first? Yeah, sure, that's cool. Okay. So and do you wanna do your pick first or Um Yes. I narrowed it down to two actually. Okay. Uh I have, I have like okay, I have four. I'll mention the two honorable mentions. I have McVeigh and surprisingly uh, McCarthy. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like McCarthy got a lot of hate last season. Um, he's had a lot of heat on him since being the Cowboys coach, um, but they look really good this season. They haven't fallen into their Cowboys losing games that they shouldn't ways so far, um, except for that Broncos game. That was pretty bad. That was but rough. that was a bit. But to be fair, the NFL's just been super nutty as of late and teams are losing random games and 
for the first time in a long time that I can remember, the NFL has no real favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, which no, is good for the league. Oh, it's great for the league. No team looks great. Right. Um, so, yeah, those are my two honorable mentions. But then, surprisingly, this will throw a lot of you off. I have Belichick as one of my main candidates. And then I have uh, I have Vrabel um, as my other. I feel like Vrabel hasn't – he's very underappreciated as a coach. He's obviously never won the award. And um, – I feel like he's done a really good job. I mean, they lost Derrick Henry. Everyone wrote him off. They went out and stopped the Rams. Right. So um, I really like Vrabel. I always have. And then Belichick. I mean, everyone really wrote the Patriots off at the beginning of the season. Um, Right. And they honestly look like a legitimate contender in the AFC right now. Which is crazy to say. It is. But you can never count Bill out. And this, I think I told Nick this before, I think this is one of his best coaching jobs yet. Very impressive. It, it might be hit the best. I know it's a boring pick to pick the best coach in the league as coach of the year, but it's very impressive what he's doing over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have Rabel and Belichick right now. Who, who would you choose, though? Who do you think deserves it? <coughs> deserves it. <laughs> They'll give it to the best record. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to say uh, Cliff as a un, as a dark horse, but um, actually, mean, the league loves Belichick. I could see him giving it to Belichick. Who do I want to win, though? Who would you pick, and who do you expect to win it? I would honestly pick Belichick, because I think it's very impressive. I, mm-hmm. I can't lie. Rookie quarterback. Everyone thought Mac Jones was the worst quarterback in that draft to go in the first round. Um, I would pick Belichick. Considering the Titans have the easiest schedule for the rest of the season, they'll probably have the best record, I would say. I think Vrabel will win it. I'd like to see Belichick, though. That's what I'll say. Okay. I do really like Vrabel, though. I wouldn't be mad if he won it. That's a great pick. I I mean, honestly, you already mentioned both because my pick versus who I think is going to win were different, but you mentioned both of them already. If I were to pick right now Coach of the Year, I personally would pick Vrabel simply because of what he's done Mm -hmm. since Derrick Henry's gone down. And the game plan has changed, and yet they have consistently stayed good. Yeah. I mean, you can look at them, and preseason you thought, oh, yeah, I mean, they look great on paper, and they get destroyed by the Cardinals week one. Uh Uh-oh, red flag. Maybe the Titans aren't as good as we thought they were going to be. And I think their other loss is pretty bad, too. I I can't remember who the other team they lost. I remember the week one was... The yeah. Cardinals like coming out party of like yeah we're we're here and we're actually we're pretty contend. legit this year, um, but that just goes to show man like the NFL is so weird this year. Yeah, like it I is. Said, for the first time, like there's no contender. I mean, obviously there's contenders. There's no favorite. That's what I meant to say. Right, and a lot of times I would say most seasons there would be one team that easily stands out, and there'd be probably one team that's either undefeated or has one loss. There's no team with either of those right now. Every team has, at the least, two losses. So it is an open race. But I love the Titans. I love the job that he's done with his team, um, with Derrick Henry down, and they're just finding a way to grit out wins. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, they've been 
I mean, they've been on the radar ever since they made it to the AFC Championship game, but I I don't know. I didn't expect them to be true contenders, and you could say they easily are because if they can plug along like they are right now, and Derrick Henry probably expected to come uh, back to the team before the playoffs start, they're a dangerous team in the AFC. Definitely underrated. Um, so Vrabel's my pick, but I expect them to give it to Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Um, and I'm stupid for not even thinking about Belichick because Belichick is an amazing pick for Coach of the Year right now, obviously. I mean, you you have a rookie quarterback, and you totally turn the team around. You have some statement wins. And that's just Bo barking a lot. But <laughs> um, actually, the mics are dynamic, so it's probably not picking it up. If you are, I'm sorry. I apologize. Actually, be, be completely quiet and see if it gets a sound spike. A slight one. Okay. Slightly. Um, sorry about that. But Anyways, yeah, that's so that's coach of the year. I'm glad we have the same kind of mindset. Uh, similar, but my, I think Mike McCarthy will end up. The panel will just be like, "Oh man, these Cowboys—they—they really turned it around." We got to give it to him, and it hasn't really been a surprise offensively because I think people knew with Dak coming back, the offense was going to look a lot better. Yes. But it's been the defense from the Cowboys that has surprised people, and myself included. Yeah, no, their D looks really good, man. Um, I've always liked McCarthy. I've never had a problem with the guy. Um, But it's just like, I do. I do think he's a very good coach, but... The Cowboys have one of, if not the most talented roster in the league. Okay, behind the Rams. They have one right. of the most talented rosters in the league. And that's always been their problem. It's like, we have all these star players. How come we can't like win these <laughs> games? Why do we always finish 8-8? Eight and eight? Right. It's kind of what we've been expecting for a while. It's cool to see it come to fruition. I mean, we'll s- it's only halfway through the season. We'll see what happens. But I like that pick. McCarthy's yeah. a good candidate. I know. It's been more like, all right. When is this going to happen? We know you guys are good enough to win. Yes. At least your division. They didn't even win the division. But that's yeah. whatever. <laughs> the Cowboys are so weird. And I know their fan base is getting super hyped. We're not Cowboys fans. We're not trying to hype the Cowboys up a ton. But they're a legitimately good, solid team this year. So, I don't know. I feel like McCarthy will win it. I hope it's Vrabel, but that's my pick. All okay, right. let's well, do DPOY. All right, DPOY. Um, do you want to go first? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, I don't even need to check. Um, it's just three like main candidates for me right now. I got Miles, TJ, and Trevon Diggs. Um, oh, I thought we were doing Rookie of the Year. Oh, oh. Okay, we could do Defensive Player of the Year. Since we're already on it, I guess. Yeah. Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Trevon Diggs. Those are the three in my eyes right now. I'll eliminate Trevon Diggs right now. I just thought I'd throw him in there because of his picks he's had this season. Um, But you look at it, and he has one of the most yards allowed for a cornerback. So, I mean, they I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think Garrett and TJ have been in the running for defensive player for so long and have lost to Garrett uh, Aaron Donald every year that they'll throw it to one of them this year. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll throw it to Miles Garrett. I think it's Miles Garrett's year. Um, TJ already missed a game at the beginning of the season. He's missing this week, too. 
Miles um, just stays healthy, man, and gets sacks and wreaks havoc on offenses. And I think it's his year. I think Miles Garrett will win it. I really do. Um, who do I want to win? You know who I want to win. Um, <laughs> well, he's just, just say it for the viewers. TJ Watt. He's, for the listeners. He's going to have to make up some ground, though, missing two games. I mean, he's only... I mean, they're the two leading sack leaders right now. He's .5 behind Garrett. Uh, Garrett has 13. TJ has 12, 12.5. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think Miles wins it, though, and I can't be mad at that because Miles deserves a defensive player of the year on his resume. So. Right. Yeah, those are the only ones I had, too. Um, my pick, as of right now, and I said this to Braden, um, the NFL interception record of all time <laughs> – belongs to night train dick night train lane um and for anyone who knows when he played last you're like super you're pretty old <laughs> like i've heard night train lane but none of us have seen him play and he had what 14, 14. I, nfl record 14 interceptions i believe I think as of still right now, Trevon Diggs is on still on pace to at least tie the record. And like, well, Nick, I mean, well, of course he does. He has one extra game. Sure, but we actually have a lot more accurate quarterbacks now that can actually throw a spiral where those guys were probably tossing the pigskin with two hands. and Tua begs to differ. So does Zach Wilson. Well, <laughs> some of those guys, yeah, I'm not speaking for everybody, but like name somebody besides I know what you mean. J- Johnny Unitas in the league that was actually legit. Like <laughs> come on. Almost everybody back then they weren't e- even close to as good of passers as we have nowadays. Yes, I I know um, where you're going with this. If Trevon Diggs breaks or ties the record, he should get it. That's what I've been but, saying and as of right now, he's my pick. I like Trevon Diggs and I mean, sure, you could talk about last year like, well, Xavier Howard was on pace and he didn't keep up. That's true. He didn't. And he has, I think, the second highest and he didn't win it. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's up to you. I feel like quarterbacks are still going to throw to Trevon Diggs a lot more than people think because I think he's not really respected that much in the league. But... I don't know. I really like Trevon Diggs if he breaks that record. My pick for who is going to win it, I have Miles Garrett Yeah, as well. I mean, and that could be another story, too, if somebody manages to break Michael Strahan's sack record. I mean, that record's been around for almost 20 years. I mean, TJ or Miles could easily just mess around and have a four-sack a game randomly and do it. Exactly. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's like if both of them get broken, who do you give it to? I mean, in that scenario, Trevon would have to break the record. If yeah. he breaks the record, there's no way I think you can't give it to him. It would I'd almost be a crime. Even if he, I think, 12. That's how many Xavier Howard, I think, had last year. Maybe it was I thought it was 10 or 11. It might have been. But they didn't give it to him. If Trevon Diggs snags 12 picks and neither TJ or Miles break the sack record, then yeah, give it to Trevon. Yeah. I mean, and to your point, yeah, he does give up a lot of yards. But having that many turnovers by yourself is, in my opinion, such a big 
game. It's a huge game. No, you're still a ball hawk. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, and being able to literally take the ball away and give it back to your offense. That's the thing that you can't overlook. He he might not be the best at covering, but he can track down the ball like no one else. If no. you put a jump ball up with Trevon Diggs, there's a great chance he's going to get it instead of the receiver. Uh, no, I know what you mean. There's nothing more valuable and no bigger momentum shift than a defensive turnover. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to have eight of those already as one player, very impressive. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the reason he does give up so much yards is because he's trying to play the ball, and sometimes that doesn't work out. Right. Um, he, he he definitely takes risks. I mean, you know, big risks, big uh, breed, big rewards. That's not a quote. <laughs> I know. What I you just mean. made that up. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like it's a very interesting debate though. I I really am enticed by it. Do you happen to have a sleeper pick on mind for defensive player of the for year? For defensive player of the year, like sleeper off off rip. Do you have like a sleeper? I know we didn't prepare for that, but I did not. Um, I think third in, in sacks is Matthew Judon. He has like ten. Judon, ah, yeah. uh, I I just don't. Think so? I don't love Judon. Well, here's the thing: is you know how little we give recognition to like linebackers for this award because we compare sacks to interceptions, and we don't like. We're not like, oh yeah, this guy has so many tackles, but who really cares? It is so difficult to win a defensive player of the year at linebacker because you're literally the hybrid between both. So you could have like... You have to pick off a few passes and force some fumbles. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to win it as a linebacker. I mean, Bobby Wagner's a good choice. I'm pretty sure he's second in the league in tackles, a couple forced fumbles. Bobby Wagner will always be top five in tackles as long as he's in the league. Um, I guess sleeper, give it to Tremaine Edmonds. He's middle linebacker on the best defense in the NFL right now. He's the captain of that team. He's an all-around solid pick. I but I mean, even yeah. then, I'm not really in love with that pick. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm a big fan of Tremaine Edmonds, to be honest. Like, actually, now that you mentioned the Bills, I didn't even think of it. Like uh, Micah Hyde or Tre'Davious White is the Tre'Davious White only cornerback who hasn't given up a touchdown this year. That's very impressive. I mean, he he's definitely. I mean, their defense is they're number one or the only number one cornerback to not give up an interception. I don't know something like right. that. Right. I mean, um, those bench warmers. Like yeah. I haven't given one up either. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, we know Tre'Davious White's got it on lock oh, though. He's um, he's legit. My sleeper was actually Kevin Byard. Um, okay, that's interesting. Um, A safety. He's the best defensive player on that offense i mean yeah i mean you got your edge rusher and what's his name uh why can't i think of he's like fourth in sacks i think i mean you got jeffrey simmons in the middle and you got uh oh harold the third oh harold landry fifth or fourth in sacks um you got him but byard has consistently been one of the best safeties in the league and so like underrated he has six picks this year uh the only person ahead of him is trevon diggs and jc jackson um, that's another ball off. J.C. Jackson, JC he's Jackson. right behind Trevon Diggs with yes. six. Um, and, yeah, he had a great game But he has game five picks, Thursday. like two forced fumbles. Um, 
I'm only mentioning this because I saw a post about how he should be a sleeper for defensive player of the year. So this isn't the mind of Braden speaking on this. I know. I was like, where is this coming no, yeah, from? No, no. But like, there are some stats to back it up. He's been like the highest PFF graded safety this year. I don't know. And Kevin Byard's been underrated his whole career. He has. So... Super uh, under the radar. Has he? He has to have made one Pro Bowl, right? Oh, for sure. It'd be a he's, crime. He's the best safety in the league uh, this year, for sure. Because, like, have you heard Jesse Bates' name this year? Mm. Have you heard Jamal Adams? Have you heard, uh, what's his name, Jeffrey Simmons? Have you heard Minkovitz Patrick? Minkovitz Patrick has zero interceptions. Tyron Matthew. The only things yeah. I've heard of Tyron Matthew is him getting mad at his defense. <laughs> You'd just be like, what the f***? Yeah. <laughs> like, or Buddha Baker. Yeah, I haven't heard Buddha that much. Yeah, no, at all. I haven't heard like a safety's name at all this year, to no. be honest. Harrison Smith, like I haven't like No, Harrison Smith it's, it, honestly it, kind it's of weird. fell it's off. It's weird. It's like an oddly quiet season for safeties. I don't know why. Anyways, there's just like no safety that's going off. Um, I don't know. Marcus Williams is playing pretty well. <laughs> I'm kidding. I I'm, guess it'd be Byron, I kid, though, I kid. obviously. Probably. So, um, I mean, based on what you're telling me, that sounds pretty good <laughs> to me. I'm sold. But it's crazy because, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, Jesse Bates, Minka Fitzpatrick, they've all had like really good seasons the past couple of years. So people view them as the top safeties. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Blitz Boy because I have my own opinions on him. I think he had like yeah. his third career interception last week. Yeah, he tied Vince Wilford in career <laughs> interception. I'm like, bro, you guys really think this guy's a safety man? Anyways, no, he's not. He's just a sub. <laughs> he's linebacker. a sub linebacker. Yeah, I know. Um, anyways, I like Jamal Adams. He's a funny guy. But um, we spent a lot of time on DPOY. All right. We'll, uh, what do you want? You want defensive? Let's, let's rookie? do offensive rookie. Offensive rookie. This one's pretty cut and dry for me. I, I don't... It's extremely simple. It's Jamar Chase, and he's going to win it unless Najee goes for 200 yards, all-purpose all yards every game for the rest of the season. Yep. So... <laughs> I mean, same thing. I, I Or Najee stays consistent and Jamar Chase just falls off. Then it could be a debate. That, I, I mean, I was saying the only challenger is Najee to Jamar Chase, but he's putting up historic numbers. And I've been seeing way too many posts about Mac Jones. Mac Jones is by a, I feel like a considerable considerable margin. He's third. He's the best rookie quarterback. Yes, he's third. You could say that. Yeah. But based on what Najee has done this year, he's already a top ten running back easily. Um, and Jamar Chase is. But he is probably already probably considered a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah, I'd like to see more, but yeah. Probably. As of right now, if you just go off this season alone, Jamar Chase is a top 10 wide receiver, and he's putting up top 10 wide receiver numbers. Off dome, let me throw you a couple receivers, and let me know if you take Jamar over him. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Jamar Chase. Really? Over him. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like the... I mean, he he's a good receiver, but I think him being the number one is definitely going to be a lot of pressure on him. Right. Because as of right now, I mean, Jamar Chase went in. He was probably came in as the third receiver and quickly became the number one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Tyler Boyd is – you could still debate him as the number one slash number two. Tyler Boyd's also great, but I, I mean – Jamar Chase is the most talented on their team. Yeah, okay. Jamar Chase. There's a couple of speed ones. Uh, OBJ. <laughs> Next. Jay Jettas. 
Now that's a good debate. Two LSU guys, both teammates. have had teammates, yeah, and both have had great careers so far. I mean, young careers. Yeah, give me Jamar Chase. Wow, I, I definitely take JJ on that one. Wow. Okay, let me see how far you'll go. Uh, Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Okay, good, good. Um, let's see. Let me let me think of one more. Let me make it a good one. Um, let me think of someone like that I think is at his level. Ooh. Okay. AJ Brown. Jamar Chase. Mm. Okay. Keenan Allen. Jamar Chase. That's disrespectful. No. That's mad it's disrespectful. Not, it's not disrespectful. There's not uh, there's not a lot of guys. That's really disrespectful, Nick. No, I'm sorry, but it's it's the facts. Jamar Chase is just a better wide receiver than Keenan Allen, and he has a lot more tools. He is a very well-rounded guy, and he's going to be as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be dangerous in this league for a very long time. DJ Moore. Jamar Chase. I think they're at the same level. Wow. Okay. Devontae Adams. <laughs> Devontae Adams. <laughs> okay. Look, I'm not good. unreasonable. The closest Ooh, one was just... good one. Debo Samuel. That, okay, that is a great one. I mean... If you're talking about purely receiving, I'm going with Jamar Chase. But as an all-around player, I'm going with Debo Samuel because he's such a I like that answer. like multi-dimensional guy, and he's the most important piece on San Francisco's offense right now. Like I he like does, that he does everything. But if you're talking purely about catching and receiving the football, yeah, Jamar Chase. Okay, let me do like... So that that's almost like a toss-up, but I mean... Okay, I'll do three more that I think are pretty good. Um, So I'm interested, if you have Jamar Chase this high, my next one's CeeDee Lamb. You'll you'll take where do you have C D Lamb top ten too? Because I think they're on the same level. Yeah, I think I do have C D Lamb top ten and but uh, that one is super that's a good close one. too. And I have another one that's a kicker. I think I have to go with uh I think I got to go with CD Lamb on that one. Actually. I would too. Um, okay, two more. DK Metcalf. Physically, DK Metcalf is, I mean, unparalleled, but give me Jamar Chase. Okay, last one. I think this is the best one. The answer should be obvious. But it's, it's, it's close because I think they're like a very similar style of receiver. Terry McLaurin. Oh, Jamar Chase. Oh, gosh, that's so disrespectful. Terry McLaurin's a great wide receiver. He's so underrated. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just saying the facts, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I thought you were going to say Tyree Kill, and I'm like, well, yeah, no. Tyree Kill. No, I thought I think Terry and Jamar is a good one. But, okay. But Justin Jefferson, that was a close one because that one honestly could have gone either way. 
they're both amazing. Okay, that's fine. We can move to the uh, very, defensive. Very controversial. Defensive. I think there's this, only one. This is my one and only. It's I Micah have Parsons. Micah Parsons. Yep. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know of another defensive rookie doing work I, right now. No, and there. That's the thing. This this draft wasn't really offensively loaded. Yeah. Or defensively loaded. Yeah. No, not at all. I, I mean, I haven't heard J.C. Horn's name. He I haven't heard. Injured. Oh, that's right. And so is Caleb Farley. I think Sertain's having a. Salt. Good year, yeah. But Micah Parsons is having a really Great good year, year for a rookie, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, we got to get these linebackers some love. So no, Micah Parsons is a beast, man. He's he, so fast. He is. He's been amazing this year, and he's been the anchor of the Cowboys' offense as a rookie. Yeah, it's crazy because when the Cowboys, the last time the Cowboys were actually dangerous. It was Jalen Smith and Leighton and Leighton Vanderesh. <laughs> Jalen's gone and Leighton kind of fell off. And Leighton's yeah. And now Micah Parsons is here. He's like, all right. And he's kind of anchored, and I think that's really important for a Cowboys defense to have a, a amazing middle linebacker. And Micah Parsons could be there for a long time. I think I said the same thing about Jalen Smith, but. Hopefully, don't jinx them. Michael um, Parsons tweeted that Fryer Moose should get some offensive rookie of the year love. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Fryer Moose is. N- they're teammates. College. Penn not, State ties. No, <laughs> there's zero chance hey, Fryer Moose. Don't be surprised if Fryer Moose becomes like a top five tight end one day. That's all I, I, I say. like Fryer Moose in the preseason, but. He looks like a beast. Doesn't Anyways. mean he's going to be in consideration for anything, but for. Being a top tight end, yeah, it could happen. Okay. Um, MVP, we'll move to we'll wrap it up with that. Okay. This I is, have this is the good stuff. I have six names to mention. Jeez. I have Raiden? no, I just I felt disrespectful leaving them off. A couple of them. A couple of them I'm gonna eliminate right away. I just thought they're on we'll call it honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, Derek Henry, Cooper Cup, and Dak Prescott. Okay. Um I think oh. Derek would have been heavily Considered for MVP, hell, he might have won it if not getting injured. Well, we could have done. We we could still have offensive player of the year. We forgot that award. It's fine. I whoever I would have picked for that, I'm mentioning. So True. it would be Cooper Cup or Derrick Henry. Exactly. Um, so, okay. Or well, I, I I won't say it, but um, I think if Coop, I mean, he's on pace to get like 1,900 right now, or 1,800 or something like that. So. He's been outstanding. Um, underrated. Super underrated. Not given love. If you had said Cooper Cup in that name of guys, I would have said Cooper Cup. Yeah, me too. Well, unless Derek is healthy and oh, never got oh, injured. No, I meant in over Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't mention him because it would be obvious. It would have been another joke one like Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> Jamar Chase. Yeah, no, I, that's no. why I didn't say like D Hop or anything like that. But um, yeah, so I, th- I, I think Derek could have won MVP if he didn't go down because he was definitely going to hit 2K again with a poop load of touchdowns. Yes. Um, Cooper Cup. Has a chance to hit 2K. Well, who knows if he does, but he's been outstanding this year. He's been the best player on that offense. Um, yes. Stafford's go-to. Outstanding route runner. Great mm-hmm. after the catch. 
he's a great wide receiver, and people finally know his name, and he's still kind of underrated, which is crazy. Yeah, I did get to watch him when he played at Eastern one time. It was pretty sick. <laughs> That's super sick. It was. I was like, man, that guy is kind of goaded. And I thought I'd mention Dak because a horrific injury last season. It looked nasty on the replays. He comes back, and the Cowboys are great, and mm-hmm. he's putting up great stats. Anyways, the main three candidates, um, <laughs> pretty obvious. Uh, my favorite to win, I'll mention first, Kyler Murray. Um no one expected the Cardinals to be, and they probably would. They'd probably be like eight and one right now if he wasn't injured for two games. They're seven and two right now. Eight and two. Seven and two. Eight and two. Eight and two. They, I don't know. I figured they would have won one of those games if Kyler wasn't down. Or no, they only lost one with Kyler out. They won the well, other. Yeah, they just got destroyed by the Panthers without him, and then they lost to the Packers. I I, I say that he. They probably beat the Panthers if Kyler's playing. Yeah, I, um, I'm sure they probably... He's playing out of his mind. But the Panthers' defense is underrated. Very good. I love the Panthers' defense. They yeah. have the best cornerback ta- like group in the league. Yeah, we're underrated defense, but their offense has been sketchy s- since past week four, week five. Yeah, all the hype, and then Darnold just crapped the bed. Yeah. Anyways, um, so Kyler's my favorite, I think... And I think he will win it. I think this is a Kyler Murray MVP season, um, especially if the Cardinals finish with one of, if not the best record in the NFL. Um, and he's just, you know, we, we know what Kyler brings. Dual threat quarterback to the best. He's like the definition of dual threat. He can get it done. He's a great passer, too. Um, and then I got Stafford. Um, mm-hmm. This is a no yeah. ranking, um, but Stafford for sure. I mean, he hasn't looked great the past two weeks. And he's still thrown for 300 yards <laughs> in the bad games he's had. So then again, that is just McVay and the Rams offense. You throw a lot. You get a lot of points, a lot of yards. But Stafford looks great in that system. And then third, shouldn't really come as a surprise. It's Tom Brady. Are we really surprised anymore, man? He's still doing this thing, man. He's It's Tom Brady. He's putting up amazing stats at 44 years old. Um they're still six and three. Yeah, last week was kind of a bad loss to the football team, but Tom Brady's looked great. I mean, we don't really expect anything less at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my top three: Brady, Kyler, Stafford. I think it's mainly between Stafford and Kyler right now. I think Kyler will pull it out. Okay. I mean, yeah, those are all good. I mean, and there's been a carousel of MVP candidates this year. So I mean, there's not a lot of bad answers. Um, if it before Derrick Henry got injured, I was saying Derrick Henry deserves and needs to win MVP to actually bring like a little bit of parity into the award giving because we've had a quarterback win the award for don't don't uh, you know get mad at me if I'm wrong. I don't think. A non-quarterback has won the award in 15 years. I believe the last time... Adrian Peterson? Um, yeah, Adrian Peter. No, he... I thought he was the last non-quarterback to win it. I think so. Okay, but that was like... 2011? I th- Oh, yeah, you're probably right. So 10 years. I think you are right. I no, because 2011 would have been post-ACL tear, which, I mean, not to praise Adrian Peterson, but... It's so impressive, his career. I mean, he tore his ACL and came back and had back-to-back amazing seasons after that. But I forget I forget if he won MVP 
pre or post ACL tear. I don't know. At least ten. I years. guess he did win it. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about him because I was thinking it was Sean Alexander who won it last, <laughs> which was a long. T- I think he was the the second before him. But um, so total- what? It's been ten years, we'll say. And Derrick Henry was on pace to have one of the greatest running back seasons of all time. He would have won. I think he would have deserved it, especially with no quarterback easily taking the reins. I mean, Titans fans would be mad because they already robbed Chris Johnson of an MVP. Yeah. If we're being honest, Chris Johnson should have won MVP that one year, CJ2K. Oh, for Um, sure. But that's in the past. Um, Honestly, it was a toss-up for me at... For MVP and it's a court you got to pick a quarterback at this point. I love I love Cooper Cup, but I don't think I legitimately don't think he'll win it. And he's not my pick. My pick is actually none of the guys you even mentioned. Surprisingly, I picked Josh Allen, and I love Josh Allen because he's been a great passer and he's been a multi-dimensional quarterback. Um. He, I mean, I think we had this debate a while ago about the dual threat quarterback and about whether or not what makes a dual threat quarterback. I think Josh Allen is. And the thing is, is. Yeah, it was Greg who didn't. Yeah, and Greg like, said Josh Allen wasn't a dual threat quarterback. No, he said he wouldn't want a dual threat quarterback as his quarterback, so a Steelers quarterback. And I was like, dude, you wouldn't want Josh Allen. He's like, Josh Allen's not a dual threat. <laughs> yeah, and it's like Josh Allen is a dual threat quarterback. And the thing is, he is not afraid of contact. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, and he will take you on. <laughs> I have seen it many times when I've watched Bill's games. Like, guys coming up, you see Kyler Murray slide right before, right at the guy's ankles practically, and then they'll get the penalty for. Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct or something. Right, and then it's, you tap Tom Brady yeah. and it's a flag. And it's a flag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's annoying, but... Okay, I, I like a Josh I like, Allen pick. I like Josh Allen a lot. Um, and... But, ultimately, I expect Dak Prescott to win the award this year. I okay. think it's his year. Great story coming back. He's having he like you said already. He's having an amazing season. He's got a loaded offense, and a lot of his line his line looks a lot better. Yeah, I really like Dak Prescott to win the MVP this year, and it would be an amazing story. I've always been a big fan of Dak Prescott. Again, not a Cowboys fan. Don't. You know, and get pissed off at me for picking three Cowboys players for this award, but <laughs> or heck, I even picked Mike McCarthy. Yeah. All my picks were freaking Cowboys guys. <laughs> but I mean, I legitimately think Dak's gonna win it this year. He's been so explosive. Um, so yeah, that's my take. And okay, I like it. I'm sticking to it, and I guess we'll go over offensive player of the year really quick. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think it's pretty cut and dry. If it was, I mean, if Derrick Henry was healthy, he'd still deserve to win it because Derrick Henry should win MVP. But besides the point, those are our midseason awards. Is that it for sports? 
Well, until well, actually, really quick. Um, so I told Braden I wanted each of oh, us yeah. to pick who we think will be the number one seed in each conference. Um, mm. Just to see, you know, how if we think the same or if we have different takes. Um, since we're also halfway through, we're not gonna. We can dive deep, deeper into the playoff picture, but we want to go over our predictions for who will be getting a first round bye in the playoffs. So. Maybe next week we'll do a playoff picture. Maybe. But yeah, yeah that's my, a good idea. My one seed in the AFC, I got the Titans. Um, they either have the Jags or Texans twice on their schedule left, and the other one once. And then you get a pretty unsteady Colts team in there a couple times, maybe once as well. Um, they have the easiest remaining schedule out of all the 8-2 and two teams. Texans finish number one. Um, I could say the Bills because that division isn't great as well, but they have the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a couple more tough games down the road. Um, I like the Titans to be the number one seed, which is weird to say, but um, Vrabel's doing a great job. Titans, number one seed for me in the AFC. NFC, I got the Cowboys. I kind of went along the line of who has the easiest remaining schedule that's eight or seven and two. You feel me? Yeah. Um, Cowboys have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFC. They're both the two teams that have the easiest divisions in the NFL that are both eight and two. So, and they both look great this year. So yeah, I got Titans number one seed AFC, Cowboys number one seed NFC. All right. Well, I know the viewers won't see this, but I'll show you who I had. <laughs> nice, bro. Wavelength, man. So me. <laughs> we literally had the same picks. I I had the same exact thing. I I know the Titans schedule is super easy. They're in the worst division in probably football. I I I think I think it's safe to say that. If yes. you have two bottom tier teams and then I felt Cow, Cowboys NFC East. Yeah, and I I don't mean I mean you like typically the NFC East has been the laughing stock of the league. The NFC East is getting better. But you're still the second best or second worst division in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, they're still the second. The worst. football team could be good with uh, a couple more pieces. The Giants have looked the best they have in like five years, probably. And right. the Eagles are, the Eagles like can upset a lot of teams, and they're playing good football. So, um, but right. you're still the second worst division. Yeah, in the NFL. yeah. I mean, and that's not saying like too much because i think the afc south is like you let's compare it you have the <laughs> nfc east then you have fifty thousand layers of horse crap and then under that you have the afc south yes like the afc south sucks because you have the texans and the jags yeah and those two teams are abysmal how the jags beat the bills I don't know. I thought that was some weird, like, fever dream I had. And then I realized that, that score was wild. real. The score of 6-9 to nine was real. Um, it wasn't a dream. No, the NFL has just been so weird lately, it's man. It's been way too weird. If I were to pick a lock, I'd say the Titans will finish as the number one seed because the only team I really can see contesting that is the Bills. Right. Um. But the Titans just have such an easy schedule. I don't see them dropping those games, even with how nutty the NFL has been the past couple like, weeks. At worst, I 
I think I see them going 14 and 3 down this stretch. Yeah, as with the Cowboys, there's still room for them to pull a Cowboys. Definitely. And you They're got the Cardinals right on your tail, you got the Packers on your tail, and you got the Bucks on your tail. I wasn't so, as comfortable with that one cuz I, yeah. I honestly if I were to pick a second one out of the NFC, I'd probably take the Bucks. Because they're probably, in my opinion, I would opinion, lean the, the Packer safest. way, actually. You'd rather go Packers? I mean, that's fair, too. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks still have to play the uh, the Saints one more time, and they suck against the Saints <laughs> in the regular season. Um, and, yeah, the Packers, the, the division isn't anything to write home about, either. Yeah, and let's just not forget about the Cardinals. They'll They'll do their thing. Yeah, I just don't like the Cardinals or Rams to win it, just because... They they've already played each other once, right? Yeah, they did. And Cardinals, the Cardinals won. won, and then the Rams could beat them. So we'll see what happens. I think the yeah. Titans is kind of a lock, though, unless they totally fall apart. I would give that like a seventy-five percent chance of happening. Yeah, I like so. that. That's crazy. We had the same answers, yeah. man. I feel like we've gone a bit over. Um, so we'll kind of speed up the. Music slash real life, I guess, segment. We'll, well you'll, you'll see what I mean by that. Do you want to do NFL picks pretty quick? You'd have to be real speedy. Just read them out to me. All right. You want an absolute speed run? We'll this? have to do a speed run. All right. So I picked, by the way, I did pick the Patriots over the Falcons. I'm sure I would have too. Yeah. Okay. I hope so. All right. Ravens, Bears. Um, where at? Chicago. I'll go the Bears. I'll go Ravens. Um, Packers at Minnesota. Packers. Yeah, Packers. Um, Indianapolis at Buffalo. I, I, Buffalo. I hope they win. Yeah, give me Buffalo too. Uh, Detroit at Cleveland. Oh, it's at Cleveland. If it was in Detroit, I might mess around and take Detroit, but I'll take Cleveland. It is Tim Boyle at quarterback, by the way, for the That's Lions. also true, so Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. <laughs> for me, too. Um, football team at Carolina. Game of the week. That's actually a tough one. Um, Two really good defenses. Well, actually, the football team's kind of... I'll take the Panthers. Uh, Yeah, I'll take the Panthers, too, and... Cam Newton might flip Ron Rivera the bird. <laughs> um, Houston at Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee, yep. Uh, San Francisco at Jacksonville. Sorry, Evan. Ja- I'm joking. 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to lose it. I'm taking the Niners, too. You're welcome, Evan. Uh, Miami at the Jets. <laughs> um... Give me... Yeah, I like the Jets. That's bold. I, I, I'm not taking the Jets after I took them last week and they got embarrassed. I'm hey. taking Miami. Okay, that's fine. I have to. Um, This, to me, is going to be a really good game. New Orleans at Philly. I think that'll be a very good game, too. Uh, Give me... Is Simeon still your guy? He is. He is the starting quarterback still. Yes. You said it's in Philly? It's in Philly. I'll take Philly. I'm going to take the Saints. I don't think we're going to lose three in a row, or I really hope we don't, but we'll see. Poop. All right. Uh, Cincinnati at Vegas. Mm. 
good game. Um, mm, uh, give me the Raiders. Actually, I would say the Bengals, but give me the Raiders. Uh, mm. I, I'm gonna take Cincinnati. I Raiders are too dysfunctional for my taste. Sorry, but yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Actually, this should be game of the week. Uh, Dallas at Kansas City. Give me Dallas. Uh, good game though. Give me the Chiefs. I feel like they're they're starting to put it together right now. Really? So we were just talking about Dallas as the one seed, man. That doesn't mean they're not gonna. <laughs> they're, doesn't mean they're gonna win out. I think I don't like this matchup for them this week. And this is gonna be. You don't like that offense against the Chiefs defense? They're the worst in the league. They might surprise. <laughs> we'll see. I, I could. I could see an upset for sure. I'll take the Cowboys though. All right. That's. I don't think either is really an upset. I feel like it's a pretty fair game here. So yeah, I'm. I'm taking the Chiefs though. Um, Arizona at Seattle. Arizona. Yeah, I'll take Arizona too. And then mm. Pittsburgh at the Chargers. Mm, traveling West Coast, down our two best defensive starters. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, give me the Chargers too. And for the last game of the week, we have the New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, what a cap. What a delicious nightcap <laughs> for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the Bucks are gonna win. I, I are you sure? So. I don't. I mean, they just lost to an NFC East team that wasn't the Cowboys. They lost but, to a. Eh, pro- eh. <laughs> Actually, then again, Heineke's a a demon. I like Heineke. Heineke man. against the Bucks is he's different. Different. Um, yes, I would love to take them as the upset pick here, but I'm gonna take the Bucks. I'm gonna <laughs> take the Bucks too. Damn. Okay, that was a good speed run. Okay. Um, <laughs> Heineke. <laughs> hey. Heineke is he's, a, he's a goaded he's man. He's an animal, dude. Um, Okay. Music segment. I'm not sure how long we've been recording because this app doesn't really tell us how much. I feel like that was a long sports segment. Oh, yeah. That was so. at least 45 minutes. Okay. <laughs> we'll, mean... we'll make this quick. None of my points are really that crazy. Um, First, we'll start it off on a bit of a happier note. Um, to our music lovers of the podcast. It was like two days ago, man. I was scrolling through the gram, and I follow Champagne Poppy on Instagram. Uh, Drizzy. Drizzy Drake, for anybody Not who doesn't know Champagne his handle. Christian. <laughs> Champagne Christian. <laughs> um, no, Champagne Poppy Drake. And it's a post of him and Yay hanging out, laughing in the club. And then I was like, Dang. And I stroll on the ground. I follow Kanye as well. Picture of him and Drake posted up. Beef squashed. Really? Drake and Kanye. Beef squashed. Pictures of him laughing in the club, having a good time. They're putting on a joint concert together. Um, oh, for, man. I'd love to see that. No, yeah. It's like uh, in a week for some sort of charity. Uh, him and him and Kanye are doing a joint concert in uh, L.A. or Chi-Town. One of the two. I think it's Chi-Town um, or New York. And they're doing, like, this big thing. Um, it's for, like, some sort of charity or, like, some sort of memorial or some sort. Um, they're doing a joint concert. Sick. So good to see for the hip-hop community to see those two, like, squash their beef because they're, like, the two biggest names of hip-hop right now. Right. So awesome to see uh, 
everyone was freaking out about it, man. Super cool. Um, yeah, it's just good to see, man. I mean, I'm sure you feel happy about it. Or I, I need, I want a new collab. Oh yeah, I need a new collab with those two. Cause he just dropped the Donda uh, Deluxe. There's like four new songs on it. I would have loved to see Drizzy on one, but they gotta make a song now. Now that the beef's gone, um, I don't know who approached who, but they're cool now. Beef squash joint concert, sick. Kanye is like, I'm done with Pusha T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just both cut Pusha off. Drizzy obviously did, but. Anyways, I thought I'd mention that because that's really cool um, for fans of hip-hop and music. I'm super happy about it. Um, Something we've talked about before, like Mm -hmm. dissecting their beef Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, But next, Mm -hmm. we'll touch on uh, another rapper's death, um, unfortunately. You hate to see it lately, but uh, I wasn't necessarily a huge fan i think i liked a couple of his songs our friend caden was a huge fan so yeah um and i feel for the people who are big fans of him i mean i feel for the guy himself uh his family and Mm, family friends yeah young dolph 34 years old uh it sucks um in his hometown man like it's crazy memphis yeah like it's just uh it just goes to show, like, the connection between hip-hop and gangs and stuff like that. It's just, like, crazy. It's a culture that needs to shift, man. It is. Um, it's it's something we have to try to get away from. I know it's kind of... Sometimes that's, like, your upbringing before you get into the game. You know, kind of like uh, Lil Baby talked about. Yeah, I mean, there's so many rappers currently that are, have heavy g- gang, gang affiliations. But you see Dolph died, uh, Vaughn died earlier this year. Yep. Um, rappers just die over dumb gang stuff, man, and it sucks to see, but... Then Pop Smoke died. Over. Pop Smoke did, yes, exactly. Yeah, and X didn't even... X didn't really die because of... A gang affiliation. That I don't believe he wasn't so. even in a I gang. No, he didn't. Yeah, do that. he just got uh, killed just cause. Yeah. Um, and but, it's unfortunate to see all these guys just. But that's like three big name rappers this year from gang affiliation who've died. Right. And uh, it's just crazy, man. I mean, the there needs to be a cultural disconnect between the two. But like you said, it's how a lot of people make it out. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's their upbringing, and it's what they're taught. It's like the only thing they know. Yeah, and, and it's not like I'm. I'm not necessarily trying to stereotype it. I'm not stereotyping um, at all. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know you're not. I'm I mean, not six nine, six nine. I'm surprised he hasn't been killed yet with his gang affiliation I, and what he did. It amazes me. Yeah. Um, um, but it's super unfortunate. Yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about that and. Kind of shed some light about that unfortunate situation because, I mean, for some people, if you like rap music, you've heard of Young Dolph at least once. Yeah, it doesn't and mean you like him. You've heard of him. You know who he is. Yeah, and it's just crazy. It, it it blows my mind just, you know, another person getting ruthlessly killed over just stupid BS. And it's... Yeah, I, I mean, know. didn't he get killed like a bakery in his hometown, mm-hmm. like some cookie shop or something? Yeah. Like, wow, wow. I mean, I mean, there's nothing else you can really say. It's sad. Um, I'd like to see a disconnect between the two, but it's just crazy how all this stuff works. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll never understand it. Yeah. Um, 
R.I.P. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, thoughts out to the family, friends, fans of him. Um, sucks. But next point, unfortunately, we're not getting much much happier. We'll talk about the eight casualties at the Astro World Fest put on by Travis Scott. Right. Um, a confirmed eight. There's more, a lot more injured. Um, but some still like in a coma with like brain trauma and stuff. Um, yeah, the ten year old did pass away. So nine. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too controversial because I know a lot of people have a lot of different takes on the situation. I'll just say this. Very sad, obviously. And yeah. it's uh, you never want to see something like that happen. But when you put on an event that big with an artist of that caliber, with that kind of fan base that's known for just partying and raging, and that big of a venue and letting that many people in, I don't really know what you'd expect. I mean, obviously you don't expect people to get trampled and stuff, but what do you think would happen if someone falls on the ground with that many people there and right with that type of fan base who does mosh pits, like mm-hmm. just drugs, like all that stuff is involved, obviously. Um, it's just really sad, man. I mean, and I don't know. There should be some sort of age restriction to go to a Travis Scott concert. Who's letting like their... 10-year-old kids and 9-year-old kids go to a Travis Scott concert. Right. And it's it's not okay. I mean, especially with the content of his music, it let's be honest, it should be an 18 plus event. I mean, there is no excuse. If you weren't 18 plus, there's no reason you should have been there. And I don't want to use that as like an excuse for, you know, try to defend Travis Scott, or, well, actually, that's not defending him. That's actually criticizing kind of their crew for allowing all ages to come to his concert when it doesn't make sense to. Um, but And there's a lot of blame for Travis Scott on that part because I feel like he promoted a lot of his music to younger fans way too much. Like, he was endorsing himself on Fortnite. And that probably sparked a lot of kids to follow Travis Scott. McDonald's. McDonald's. So you people were seeing Travis Scott everywhere. The Super Bowl he performed. And, and that's just him being a big artist. Right. He's a big artist. Um, but it's for the he's I feel like you're promoting for the wrong generation of people. Like Yeah, I, I can agree a with 10 that. Ten year old, I was in middle school. I didn't listen to rap music. Yeah. I would have you don't you wouldn't have seen rappers on commercials back then. Maybe like Eminem. Yeah. Maybe. But now there's a ton and Travis Scott's one of the biggest marketed artists rappers in the world right now. Artists in general. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just artists at all. And <coughs> I I don't know. I really wish it didn't happen because really sucks. I like Travis Scott's music. I think he's a good artist who puts out solid songs. And you know, I do. I think. And I don't think he. I mean, the situation is super messy. So I've heard people of both sides exactly have their takes. And from what I've seen and from my knowledge. He should have stopped the show. I think, I mean, 
he saw the ambulances in the crowd with their lights. Um, there's videos of him like literally looking at his fans getting CPR, just like lifeless, and he's just like singing and stuff. He he was aware that there was people passing out. There's no doubt in my mind. At the very least, he knew that there was some sort of problem, and there was some people either passing out or something like that. Um, I get you can't just stop an event like that, but. I don't know, and I, I I won't get, like, too crazy about it because I have my own opinions, and I don't want to, like, make this super controversial. I'll just say this. I think something should have been done, and you can hear chants of stop the show, stop the show from, like, the crowd and stuff. I get with that many people, it's hard to, like, spot certain things. When, you have, when you're on stage and the bright lights, it's probably hard to see. It's probably mm-hmm. hard to hear. Like, you're in your own zone. I get that. It's a huge event. So I don't know what Travis Scott saw or heard i don't but from what i saw it it just looked it looks bad for him it's a bad look oh it's an awful look for him and i think he has a lawsuit against him for two billion dollars yeah um it's it's looking like i don't i don't know it's it's really troubling for him right now Will this be the end of his career, per se? I think marketing-wise, yeah. I don't think you'll see any more brand deals. You won't see him on a McDonald's commercial or anything of that caliber. I think he'll still make music. Music that certain people will like. And I think, if anything, that's a kind of underrated part. I mean, I already spoke about it a ton, but... I think they were just marketing him too much to a younger audience. And not that everybody that was injured there was young. Yeah. But you have so many fans that the event should have been under control far before that incident happened. Too many people, too many people that were too young for the concert. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, and then you look at, like, when we went to the Trippy Red concert. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anyone there that looked below the age of 15. Right, no, nobody. It's because he's not marketed to that type of crowd. Even, like, Playboy Cardi, you won't catch, like, 10-year-olds at a Cardi concert. Right. Like, and he has crazy fans. Like, you have to know the type of music your kid's listening to and at least kind of know the type of fans that he their favorite artists attract mm-hmm. before letting them do something like that. Um, and it sucks, man. Like we said, but that's, a, that's just, just the thing I'll say before like we get too like crazy about it and give our takes. It's just sad. It you is. see deaths like that. Who knows what Travis saw? I'm not going to speak on him, man. Um, but it's just really sad. It, it sucks. It's a crazy, it's crazy to be honest. Like nothing like that's happened in recent years. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, and I guess we'll we won't go too much further into it. But one thing I'll say to you know the average daily listener to the channel, if you like rap or you're curious about it, you know, be the right age. Actually, like the music, and make sure to go with people that you know, and make sure to stay close with them. And you guys have to look after each other at those concerts because they get super crowded. Caden fell at Trippy Red's concert, and I remember I pulled him up. You need to have people there that are going to look after you. Yeah. And it's important 
for not only you to look after your friends, but for you to look after other people. And because, let's be honest, everybody's there to enjoy a concert, listen to music they love, and have a good experience. Yeah. So it's terribly awful to hear this news that happened at this concert. I hope we don't hear it for any other concerts because it's it's really tragic to hear. I mean, I didn't want to believe it was true, but it, it's unfortunate. Um, condolences out to the families and uh, families and friends of the ones who lost their lives. Um, keep you in keep you in our prayers and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, just there's so many different things we can say. I think we'll just end it with that. Yeah. Um, Sorry to end on such a sad note. Yeah, but hopefully next week we'll be happier. Um, we'll mm-hmm. put this out as soon as possible. We'll be back soon. We'll, we promise we're going to be uploading a lot more. So yeah, something to look forward to, I guess. Um, if you are here listening, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And this has been Deceptively, Deceptively Honest. Honest. Catch you next time. Bye.